Hello, and welcome to another new episode of I Have No Hobbies, the podcast for people who, well, have no hobbies. This week we'll be talking about running. And now I know some of you hobby skeptics might be thinking, well, is running a hobby? And I'd like to say, of course it is. If by definition, as we've previously discussed, it is a pursuit outside of your regular occupation that you engage in for relaxation, or it's your small old world falcon, then for sure it is a hobby. Now I've never been a runner. In fact, I have flashbacks to high school, and I recall hating it. I always finish towards the end of the pack, or I recall us doing this really difficult exercise. You may have done it growing up, but it was called the beep test, where you would run back and forth in the gym and have to hit the line in the gym before the audio of the test beeped, and it would progressively get faster and overall not a pleasant experience. But When I was in school, and even today, I love playing sports. That doesn't faze me, but it's just the element of running on its own. However, I've always wanted to participate in a run. You know, maybe a 5k or a 10k. Maybe I could build up to a marathon. In fact, I have quite a few colleagues and friends who do it together, and they always have so much fun, and I've always wanted to be a part of that. And not only is that great in terms of a social aspect, but I think about how exercise is also really good for one's mental health. You know, we're always encouraged to get outside more and get the blood pumping. And with the current global pandemic going on, that's been made a little bit difficult. I know personally, prior to this, I would go to the gym two or three times a week because it was very close to work. And I never did a lot of wild cardio, but I did like to lift some weights and jump on the bike and things like that. And I just haven't been able to do that with all the restrictions in place. So I stopped and thought to myself, where do I even begin? You know, with the current pandemic going on, I couldn't really join a runner's group. And and even to that fact, if I could, I think I would have those fears that I would lag behind like I did back in my high school days. So this means I'm going to be taking up running on my own and will probably need to motivate myself to get myself out there and running. And additionally, I was thinking, man, you know, what if I am flailing and I'm out of breath the whole time and and this doesn't become an experience that I enjoy. Well, of course, I can't say all of that without actually giving it a try. That's my motto. I have to at least try it, otherwise I'll never know what it was like. So I looked up some running training programs because I knew I had to start small. I knew that if I went too hard too fast, I may hurt myself or may become pretty demotivated if I don't see the results that I want right away. So I knew I had to start small and I will share all my resources towards the end, but I did find a cool eight-week plan that basically broke down, you know, on Monday, let's start by walking two minutes and running one minute and do that seven times. So that's how I started. I went out three times this week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Monday, I think I did pretty well. I only really found that I was quite thirsty. I didn't think to take water with me, but I thought, you know what? I'll try that on Wednesday. I'll take water with me. And it was nice and it was, it's kind of springy and it's warm and it was sunny. So it felt like the perfect day to go out. Wednesday was a little bit tough for me because I was still a little sore from going on Monday. I I do go out for walks, but because I'm not a runner, obviously using different muscles, I was a little bit tired. I found myself really struggling to keep up with the running intervals. 
and I was holding my water bottle and I felt like I was flailing it around. I did enjoy drinking from it, but I needed another solution, maybe some kind of fanny pack to hold the water bottle in place so I didn't have to think about it. And then Friday, same deal, was a little bit tired, really had to force myself out of the house because Friday was raining and I didn't want to go at all. I didn't want to run in the rain, but I really pushed myself to do it and I felt really good after. Now, mind you, all of these times I'm going out after work, so I'm running at around five, six o'clock and we've recently had daylight savings, so it's still bright outside and Overall, it was a good week. I do still sort of feel it in my legs, but I'm excited to try it next week and see if I'm able to keep up with the new set of intervals. Now, one thing that actually helped me with the intervals was there was an app that I used that actually I could set uh, the amount of intervals I wanted, how long I wanted them to be, and then it would beep every time it was time to change, which I found really helpful. And so even though I was listening to music this whole time I was out on my run, I also had this app running in the background. And so it would beep every time to remind me, okay, it's time to start walking. It's time to start running. And that helped me stay on track because I don't think um, I would have had the focus to keep looking at a watch to do that manually. For next week also, I'm definitely looking into getting some kind of, like I mentioned, fanny pack to hold my water and, and my phone because even though uh, the kind of jumper, the the shirt I have has a bit of a, a pocket in the back, which I found quite neat. So I, I toss my phone in there and zip it shut, but I would like something to actually hold water too. So I'm not just baton twirling it the whole time. I also read up on a how to start running absolute beginner's guide, which was helpful. I know we think of running as, well, you put on runners and you go outside and you do the thing. Um, but there's a lot of good info to kind of prep yourself for that commitment. And like I mentioned, I am still kind of feeling it. I'm feeling a bit of fatigue. I'm feeling a bit of soreness in my legs. So I think for this coming week, I'm going to have to really push myself to get out there to really kind of motivate myself. I know it feels great once I'm done, but it's really about getting myself out there in the first place. So if I find any secret motivators, I will more than definitely share with you. But why don't we take a moment to break this down with our CAT system. And let's start and talk about C, the cost. You know, you'll need a good pair of runners. You don't want to be pounding the pavement in shoes with really poor support because that's going to cause you pain and agony in the long run. I find that even on days where I would go for a long walk, if I wore the wrong shoes, you know, my knees and hips would kind of ache the next day. So for this week, I have an old pair of runners kicking around, but they're quite, quite worn out. So prior to this, I ended up snagging a new pair of just sort of Reebok runners with some good support that I found on clearance at a local chain store called Sport Check, and they were about $36, you know. So I think the cost of a good pair of runners really depends on what you prefer as a person. I expect this price tag to fluctuate between maybe $30 and $120, depending on what you like. Maybe you're fine with going to a big box stores for no-name sneakers, or you've thrifted a pair of very gently used ones, or maybe you're all about a fresh pair of Nike free runs. Whatever it is, you'll need some good support. Another factor is clothing. Now, obviously, I found that I had all the pieces. I've got shorts, I've got tights, I've got a couple of um, running shirts, 
nothing wild. These are things that I've used in my day-to-day or used for other sports. Or if you're like me and you're from Vancouver, we are known for just wearing athleisure around. So I had plenty of that already. As well as I had my water bottle which something that I already owned that I didn't need to buy. But I am looking at buying one of those fanny packs, which I think might run me $15 to $30, depending on where I go, just so that it can hold my water bottle in place. And of course, last but not least, but I did use my own phone with Bluetooth earbuds to uh, listen to this interval app that would remind me when to walk and run and also listen to my own music to kind of motivate me so that I, I would be running to full capacity. Now we're on to A, for accessibility. And as we've mentioned before, this is a two-pronged question. Number one is running something you can easily access. Well, you know, coming across a good pair of running shoes and clothes shouldn't be too tough, regardless of where you live. I think the real question is, do you have a place to go running? You know, for me, I live in a residential neighborhood. It's quite quiet, so I just ran on the sidewalk, no problem. I could run to a local school, do a couple laps around the school, and come back home. I think you may encounter more difficult if you live in like a very busy downtown core or somewhere where you may not necessarily feel safe running somewhere with a lot of traffic somewhere maybe with increased crime or even like a mountainous area where you could encounter wildlife in these instances you may be somebody who will utilize a gym you know Uh, like a treadmill, which would add an additional layer to the cost, of course. But of course, you just want to make sure that you are safe whenever you are going running. So being mindful of, you know, running in terms of is there traffic nearby? Is it late at night? Things like that. And then the second part of accessibility, we think of accessibility for people with disabilities. And now just getting outdoors is a great feeling. If you can run or even walk or go out for a ride, just being able to get outdoors is something that really boosts how you feel. There have been plenty of studies done about it. And I know even from my own personal experience, just getting outside in any capacity makes the difference when I'm feeling very stressed out or nervous or anxious. I do want to bring up two people. The first being Terry Fox. Now, as a Canadian, you will know Terry Fox. He is iconic. You know, in 1980, he had a leg amputated due to cancer, but chose to embark on this East to West cross Canada run to raise money and awareness for cancer research. And, and even though, you know, the cancer had spread and he couldn't complete his run, he ran for 143 days. And so here in Canada, we have the annual Terry Fox run, which we have celebrated always. I know growing up every year in school, we did it and it raises a great amount of money for cancer research. And secondly, we have Rick Hansen. He's another famous Canadian. He was paraplegic and he's most famously known for his Man in Motion World Tour, which happened in 1985. And he was inspired by Terry Fox and he decided to wheel around the world. And he raised a great amount of money for spinal cord research and quality of life initiatives. And so these two Canadians are really inspiring. Next up, we've got T for time. Based on the training schedule, I started three times a week, running for about 25 to 30 minutes each session. I obviously started those off with a little bit of walking before and after as a warm-up and cool-down. It didn't take a lot of time at all. A little bit of time in my day just to get it done. 
So easy peasy, but I do think the more stamina I build up and the more comfortable I become with running, I will probably be able to go for longer runs. Next is S for space. Now, I was able to store my runners and clothing at home with no trouble. I think the space factor comes into play with where you do go running. So I feel fortunate enough to have the space to be able to go running. If you don't, you may need to invest in, like I mentioned, a gym membership so you can access a treadmill. It really depends on where you live and the area around it so that you can go running. And then S is for skill. And as I mentioned, I am not a runner in any way, shape, or form, but I'm learning to love it. And I think the training schedule that I've found uh, helps provide a perfect structure for me. The intervals of walking and running will help me build that stamina and build the skill to be able to go for longer. And maybe then I'll be able to do my 5k, 10k, whatever it might be. I think I also just have to remember to have patience with myself. At the end of the day, I want to go from zero to 60 as fast as possible, but I do have to take my time to ensure that I'm able to recover. I do also personally have a sore knee, so I want to make sure I don't push it too hard on that. And at the end of the day, I end up enjoying what I'm doing because if I'm not enjoying it, it becomes a chore. It's no longer a hobby. It's no longer something I'm doing for relaxation. Now, last but not least, let's get into some of the tools and resources I used. Uh, the first being, as I mentioned, the How to Start Running, the Absolute Beginner's Guide. That is from VeryWellFit.com. I will share the link to this in my show notes, as well as the link to the app that I used called Interval Timer. It is by a company called DreamSpark. It is a free timer that I downloaded off the Google Play Store. So I will also link to that as well. And I'll give you some resources on both Terry Fox and Rick Hansen, so you can read about their incredibly inspirational journeys. And then last but not least, the eight-week plan from Walker to Runner by Pop Sugar. That is the plan that I used to determine my intervals. Now, the easiest way to get to my show notes and all of these links and resources is to follow me at Twitter. That is at IHNH. That stands for I Have No Hobbies at IHNH Podcast. So thank you again for joining me this week. Have a wonderful week yourself. Uh, stay busy and I will see you next time. 